Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. to another episode of Jacob's Cabin. This is Anna. And Denise. And this is actually our last regularly planned episode that That, we have planned to do. That's really sad. (laughs) It is pretty sad. Haven't really had time to process that yet. I know, we're just so busy, but I think we've had a really good run. Yeah, definitely. I'm really glad that we started. I know I was really nervous too at first. Oh yeah. And I was so scared because you're all practiced with Libravoxy and stuff and everything. Not just and, reading, not practice speaking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to sound like a valley girl. And, and But look how well it's turned out. <laughs> yeah, and remember our first few episodes, like, we would record for, like, one or two minutes max <laughs> and hit pause and go and edit everything. <laughs> edit out all the um, um. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell all our secrets now. And, <laughs> and now, I mean, what... The longest we've ever talked for without hitting stop at all was, what, like half, half an hour? hour? And we speak in unison, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a lot to look back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the fun parts to look back on are the bloopers that yes. we always stick at the end of the episode, if we have them, which usually we do. Sometimes we're too focused and don't end up with <laughs> any know. bloopers, which makes me sad. It's disappointing. But um, I took the bloopers from this past season today, and I made them into a little MP3, and I posted them on the blog, Yay. and I'm, I'm not going to post them to the feed because, you know, everyone's heard them at least once. But if you really want to hear 18 minutes of us messing up it again and again... 18 minutes? It's 18 minutes long, Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, see, but, I've had no internet at home for like a week now, so I can't even download this and listen to it yet. Oh, but we're sending it home with you <laughs> on a thumb drive. <laughs> no internet is lame. I'm sorry. But you can go to jacobscabinpodcast.com, and you can download that. And there's also one that we made last year just for us, but I decided, hey, other people might as well hear it, too. I have that on my other iPod, too. Cool. Yeah, so that's up there, too. So if you want to hear all our bloopers in, like, (laughs) half an hour, sit there and listen to them all, you're welcome to them. (laughs) Does it have where we were singing along to the end song? Uh, I think that's on the first one. Okay, because I really liked singing along to the end song. I was listening to the second group of bloopers today, and there was the one where I, I sang a song that I made up on the spot with <laughs> the Jamie Man. And, I remember that. Oh, man, there's some special stuff in there. Lots of laughing. <laughs> so, today, what we have in front of us is uh, quite a few emails and blog comments, and we have a couple of voicemails to finish off. So, this is primarily a feedback show, and just sort of reflecting on what our experience has been podcasting. So, um, should we just jump into the, the emails? Sounds good. Okay. Uh, we have a couple emails here from Richard, one from before the finale and one from after the finale. So I thought this was interesting. There's some predictions here before the Lost series finale. So this is kind of old, but remember that was the week we didn't do a podcast before the finale. Yeah. It looks like he actually sent that a few hours before it started. Yeah. So just getting in those, uh, last minute predictions. So 
it might be kind of fun to go through now and see uh, which ones came true and which ones didn't. So, number one, things don't look good for Jack because of the ever-growing cut on his neck. I think that Jack in the sideways world is bleeding towards his future and a neck injury on the island. Well, it was a neck injury on the island. Yeah. Nothing bled together quite like we thought, but it did keep bleeding in the sideways. Number two, if we see an unfortunate ending for our heroes during the finale, look at the clock and see that there is still time left for a last-minute turnaround or a timeline reset. I don't think we really saw an unfortunate ending. No. I think, uh, it was, I mean, it was Jack versus Locke, but it wasn't ever, like, Jack was about to lose. I mean, he got stabbed, and that was sort of bad. But it wasn't like, oh no, their side is lost because Kate was right there to shoot Locke in a split second. Number three, I'm not sure that Widmore or Richard are dead. Well, Alpert was in fact alive. And Widmore was in fact dead. So (laughs) half and half for that. (laughs) 50%. Did we mention who this is from? Richard. Okay, this is from Richard. I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) Didn't want to think this was an anonymous email. Number four, look for the return of the real John Locke and also young Walt. No No dice. No Waltz. But real John Locke in the yeah. sideways purgatory limbo. Five. Remember Juliet told Sawyer it worked. The atomic bomb explosion somehow worked. Now the vending machine worked. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, like, atomic bomb, like massive earth shattering scale. Or no, it's about a candy bar and a vending machine. <laughs> that reminds me of Aladdin, you know. Living space. I was thinking that too. We always quote Aladdin. <laughs> wow, our brains are like on the same wavelength and everything scary. today. <laughs> our next podcast will be the Unison podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where we say the same thing at the same time and quote the same Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> the same part of the same Disney yeah. movies. Genie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Number six. Ben, as usual, has a plan up his sleeve, probably including Miles, and that's C4. I don't believe that he is really siding with Man in Black. Well... Yeah. Did he have a plan in the end? He was just more survival. Yeah, survival. Which, you know, pretty good plan. Surviving. It's up on my list. And Widmore planted the C4 in the plane anyway, so Ben didn't really get another chance to use that in any way. No, but he did kind of, you know, get a chance to redeem himself by becoming Hurley's number two. Yes. So, I mean, we're assuming he did good stuff. Right. So that would be not siding with Man in Black. I guess we'll find out for sure about that on next month on the DVDs. Yes. Number seven. Sawyer and Ben might sacrifice themselves for the sake of their friends slash the island. Mm, no. No. Ben, a little bit more so, I think, because... In a way, it's sacrificing your real life in the real world to stay on the island. Yeah. But if you want to be on the island anyway, then that's okay. So, I mean, it could be a sacrifice, but it's not like he had anything to go back to right. out in the real world. So, Number eight, the light on the island is the source of life. I don't think we have any clue. No. <laughs> Didn't find out, unless it's the same as the light at the end. I don't know what to think about that. Nine, Juliet is Jack's wife off-island. Former wife. Ex-wife, yeah. Yeah. Number ten, what happens if Jack operates on John Locke off-island, and during the operation he flashes that he can kill Man in Black on the island by killing John Locke on the operating table? Well, that would have been crazy. operated on him. (laughs) We didn't really get to see that, except him looking in the mirror. So that's one email from Richard, and the second one is um, titled Lost Facts, 
and he says he's trying to establish a list of basic lost facts, uh, just sort of what do we know after the finale for sure. It just sort of clarifies a couple things, and he says feel free to add your own. Um, number one, the Losties did not all die in the original 815 plane crash. Agree? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that's just an important fact to say after the finale because people were wondering, and people were wondering because of the footage, so it's a very good fact to have. The Flash Sideways was not purgatory. Yeah? Yeah. The Flash Sideways timeline was an epilogue, a bonus track to the real-world lost story. I, mm, in a way. I think I would, like, kind of agree with that. You know, it's not necessarily ep epilogue, because I think of, you know, epilogue, like, at the end of Harry Potter, which, not gonna say. Just in case. <laughs> right, but just, like, wrapping things up. Yeah. In a way, it is. It's at the end of their lives. It's wrapping things up. Sort of summarizing, okay, where is everyone and what are they doing? But I would, They're all together. I would think epilogue more of here's what happened in the rest of their lives. Like here's what Kate and Sawyer and Miles yeah. did off island. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in one way, yes. But I guess this is, in a sense, it's an epilogue. Not your typical sort of yeah. epilogue. But it is the very end, in the sense of epilogue being always the very end of a book. End yeah. of a story. Uh, Jack dying and closing his eye was the end of the real-world Lost series timeline. Yeah, we didn't yeah. see anything beyond that. Nothing flash-forward or anything. Juliet detonating the bomb did not prevent Flight 815 from crashing, but it did flash the Lossies back to 2007. Huh. Yes, right? Yeah. Somehow it, I, it did it took work me to like, bring them back. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still would like to know how that's supposed to have worked, but, yeah. you know... Working on letting go of the <laughs> of the things that we'll never actually know. But it didn't prevent 815 because they still had the problem of the electromagnetism there yeah. that they had to stop up with the swan and all that. So that's good. That's a good list, Richard. And he says he's going to post them on a website and let us know. And uh, I don't know that that's happened yet. I don't remember receiving that email. But it uh, be good to have lost facts. And, of course, the Lost Encyclopedia is coming out oh, when's next that? month, I think. Happy, Around the same time as the DVDs, I Happy believe. birthday, Anna. Oh, yeah, August. <laughs> <laughs> August 3rd, right? Yes. Send her happy birthdays. <laughs> That's a ways off. <laughs> it's not that far. It's, it's a month. It's less than a month. You're <sighs> going to be, like, old and stuff, aren't you? Kind of old. Not as old <laughs> as some people in this room. You want to read a blog comment? Okay. Um, let's see. This is from Robert. He says, I was listening to your show and heard the discussion about why certain characters were not in the church. Here's my thoughts. On several podcasts, there have been discussions about why certain characters were not in the church. For example, Anna Lucia was not in the church because she was not ready, as the writers showed in the episode where Desmond told that to Hurley as he was breaking Saeed out of jail. However, Christian told Jack in the church that time did not exist at the church. If the church exists outside of time, then it would mean that everyone that was going to be at the church would appear there simultaneously. Existing outside of time would not allow a character to show up at the church and wait for a period of time for some other characters to show up. The waiting would have occurred before the church, either in real life or possibly in the sideways world. So what he's saying is, is, I guess, for time to kind of sync up for everyone, mm -hmm. everyone actually got to the church at the, at the same time, but people kind of woke up in the sideways at different times. Took their time getting there, but the arrival was all simultaneous, more or less simultaneous. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I, I, I was reading so. that right. Yeah. Okay, 
So if Anna Lucia was not at the church when the other characters were there, that would mean that she would never be at the church with this group of characters. Possibly she could show up with a different group of people, but not the Losties that we know. Yeah, I I agree with that part. Yeah, I think that's a good way of explaining it. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Um, We have an email here from Matt from the UK, and uh, this is from the the day of the finale, the morning of the finale, so um, just some questions and theories, things that are kind of left hanging and are still hanging after the finale, of course. Um, So things that he would like to know. The whole timeline thing. Um, Not the Alterverse strand, but the mechanism of how Jacob can jump around in time, and when did he discover he could do it? If time actually is repeating itself in a loop until the game is resolved, so what do you think about those first two? Is there a loop and any ideas about how Jacob moves around and got off island at all? I mean, I guess that there's some sort of loop, not maybe not the way he's thinking of it, like there's some sort of repeating thing you know like people some, come yeah to they, the island. they come they fight yeah them. yeah i'm thinking of that as kind of like i guess i don't know almost the meta loop and then it just kind of restarts once you get a new protector of the island yeah which is, is that what he's talking about or I is he talking so. about something like the time loop theory or something no i don't think complex. it's time loop i think he just means okay like each generation there's a different group of people that comes okay um and i think that's a good analogy with a game, which a lot of people say, and, and compare it to a game, because um, I could bring a game over to your house, and we could play, and then I take it somewhere else, and the players are totally different. Yeah. So different players, same game, results might might vary. I might win sometimes, I might lose sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I could let you borrow my game, and you could take it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> or I could give it to you, like Jack gave the island protectorship to Hurley. Yeah. I could be like, Do you have Denise. any fun games? <laughs> Here, drink this water, Denise. I <laughs> give you um, taboo. <laughs> Wait a second. She gives me water every week when we podcast. Ha 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 I'm standing over the sink muttering in Latin. <laughs> Expecto Patronum. Er, wait. <laughs> Wincardium Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> Ironically, does Jacob use Man in Black's frozen donkey wheel to time travel or use the lighthouse somehow? That's a really good question. I, I think lighthouse. That kind of seemed like his area to me anyways. It does. And also, like, the whole above ground versus below ground, yeah. light and dark. Where did the fake mother come from? Where did she get her powers? How does she know that entering the light is a fate worse than death? That is a good question still. That is a very How good question. How does she know any of that? Had she, in fact, experienced it herself and is now destined to stay on the island forever, immortal, but bestowed with superhuman powers? She died like a mortal person, right? Yeah. Um, that would explain... But she'd already passed on protectorship oh, to that's Jacob. True. That's true. So, like, I don't know, maybe since he was young she was still, like, part protector or something, but since she wasn't the only one, I guess, you know, since Jacob had it and she did, then that meant she could die? Maybe. Or maybe it really does transfer completely because Jacob did that and then he, like, faded away or disappeared or... Yeah. I mean, ended his, even his ghostly appearance ended at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. A lot would have happened that we don't yet know about from the time of the creation of Smokey to the crash of the Black Rock. Certainly nearly 2,000 years, and also from 1977 to 2007. In that time span, did Jacob co-opt Eloise Hawking with the promise that she could save her son? Although this seems to be more of a man in black tactic. I think... Another question to add on to that is, did Jacob even know about her son, and did Jacob even care? 
Yeah, because I at think that, that point, did he even Jacob care? Sort of hiding out in yeah. the statue and not really paying attention to who was coming and going unless, like, Richard, they actually come up to him, like, yeah. oh, you're the devil and I have to kill you? Uh, wait a second. <laughs> From the start, Man in Black didn't seek power and domination. He just wanted to leave. From his perspective, his real mother was murdered by his fake mother, who then went on to destroy all his efforts to leave and massacre all those who could have helped him. You could even argue that, despite Man in Black's current ruthless behavior, he has killed less people than Jacob and his cohorts. Here's the tally. Man in Black. This is who he's killed. Okay. Fake Mother, the pilot of Flight 815, Echo, a few dozen temple dwellers, Zoe, miscellaneous Widmore flunkies. Have I missed anybody? Ugh. Mm. Although with the whole um, question that Matt was saying earlier with the 1977 to 2007, you don't know how many people he's killed in between there. Yeah. He killed a bunch of people on the Black Rock. Yeah, that's and true. And probably anybody else that came to the island. Maybe he killed Henry Yale. Who knows? Yeah. I think potentially there could be a lot more people. I don't know. Uh, Jacob, the entire Dharma Initiative. It says 30 plus. I'd say more people than that. There were yeah. a lot of people in the Dharma Initiative. Via Ben. So, like, Ben acting on Jacob's orders. Well, but was that, like, really Jacob's orders? Or is that just Ben wanting That's what to we don't know. be... Like, oh, well, you guys should listen to me because of blah 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 Yeah, I don't know. Most of Flight 815, maybe. I mean, you I don't blame think... Blame that on the magnetism, though. Dying in the crash... But do you blame that on Jacob? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because... <laughs> this is all getting very strange with the who do you blame this event on sort mm -hmm. of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jacob kind of brought them, didn't he? The way he brought the Black Rock... Yeah. Or did Man in Black bring the Black Rock? Well... You I... brought them here. Who is... No, I can't remember. I know. I'm <laughs> like so trying... I'm like picturing it in my head. And I think... I think... I think Man in Black brought them because he was like... No, 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 Jacob. Because yeah, like, I think you Jacob... are wrong. Yeah, I think Jacob he brought them. He wanted to prove that Man could be good. So I guess he brought 815 in a way. <laughs> the 1950s American Army that brought Jughead... Yeah, they. I mean, those were the others still, yeah. I think, but under his command. So, um, Jacob might be way ahead with the total body count, if you count, like, all the Dharma Initiative, all Flight 815, all the army folks. But, I mean, there's still basically, like, 2,000 years that are unaccounted for. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows how many the Man in Black killed then. Yeah, it's really hard to say. Um... And he, he concludes, admittedly, I wouldn't follow Man in Black now, but you could say he was a victim of his upbringing. Will the volcano make a final appearance? No, not really. Sorry. <laughs> Spirit volcano, maybe. <laughs> the fake lava and all that business. <laughs> yeah. He got faked out by the volcano. Oh, I thought well. it was the volcano at first. <laughs> Psych. Uh, and then Matt has a couple lists here. Top five favorite episodes. Walkabout, Some Like It Hoth, The Pilot, The Constant, and The Incident. Those are all really good episodes. Mm -hmm. Top five disappointing reveals. The whispers, meh. The numbers, oh. The destruction of the Towerette statue, boat in face. How Man in Black became smoky, wah? Man in Black was Christian at the crash site. Really? <laughs> I love the little comments in I know. That really meh. makes it. Oh. Top five unsatisfying deaths. Libby, Shannon, Dogen, Lapidus, Alpert. And Lapidus and Alpert aren't actually dead, so mm -hmm. have to find a couple more to fill in that list. Top five surprising reveals. Adam and Eve's identity. Jacob's lighthouse. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, there's something we've never seen before here. <laughs> hey, look at this tall structure. <laughs> the Ankh in the guitar case. Who was the in? Who was in the flight case coffin? The what? What? <laughs> Which coffin is that? Um, flight case coffin. I'm not case. sure. Maybe I don't know. Is he talking about maybe the thing that Ben took out of the... It's not coffin size, the, though. No, but it was a case. <laughs> oh, maybe... Oh, he's, like, thinking back, so, like, Christian Shepherd was in the coffin. Because we saw the coffin, right? Yeah. Or, no, no, no. I, no, he must mean the, the box that John Locke was in last season. Because we spent so much time speculating on that. The box yeah. with the poles. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what he means. The flight case. Cause okay. Like okay. He should have just said <laughs> the the Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> and the existence of the Alcatraz Island. That was a surprise. Top five worst episodes. Some of these are kind of sad, negative lists. Stranger in a Strange Land. Ab Eterno. Hey, I liked Ab Eterno. He's our you. Eggtown. Why? <laughs> and Collision. Anna Lucia's flashback <laughs> episode. <laughs> Oh, no. Top five greatest scenes. Okay. Sawyer scenes in the brig. Desmond throwing the failsafe switch. The first flash forward at the end of season three. Not Penny's boat message by Charlie. The others by Jin. <laughs> Speaking of not Penny's boat message by Charlie, I was talking to one of the nurses at work um, yesterday, and she said that her and her husband just started Lost this summer. Ooh. And they don't know anything of what's going on. They they haven't been part of the fan community, but she had heard that the finale was, you know, kind of not satisfying to people. So I told her, I was like, well, you know, if you're not in the community, then it won't mean as much. But I asked her where she was at, and she said her next episode to watch was Greatest Hits. Ooh. And I was like, you are so in for it when you watch that tomorrow. So... She's supposed to find me at work next week and let me know what she Good. thinks. Because she's like, yeah, I guess we're right at the end of season three. I was like, oh, just you wait. Oh, boy. Oh, to be just in you season wait. three again. Oh, to be young again. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, we've got one from Buzz Meg here. It says, hi, Losties. After almost two weeks, this was um, about the second week of June, <laughs> and he says, about a dozen finale rewatches, I'm about to finally move on. But before that happens, I have one final question that needs to be satisfied. Here goes. As we know, all the 815ers were able to resolve their issues and move on. They all had their soulmates to accompany them. Sawyer had Juliet. Hurley had Libby. Claire had Charlie. Desmond had Penny. Rose had Bernard. Saeed had Shannon. Sun had Jin. Jack had Kate and vice versa. Boone had no one, but he left the show rather early and we never learned too much about him. But what about John Locke? He had his alternate timeline soulmate in Helen, but she wasn't brought into the final episode as his catalyst for letting go and moving on. Why did he proceed into the afterlife alone? Did I miss something? Can someone help me with a plausible explanation? Hmm. I think the explanation is just that they they kind of forged that bond on the island. Mm -hmm. And in that real timeline, like, yeah, he loved her, but, I mean, she wasn't really a part of his life anymore, and certainly not on the island at all. And even some of the choices he made, he chose other things like his father over her. Yeah. Even when he'd already made the choice to, you know, when she threw his keys over the fence and yeah, he was like, what'd you do that for? And she's like, you need to make a choice, me or your father. And he chose her, but then when the father came asking for help with the money and all that, he still went with the father. That'd be really hard, though. I mean, you know, if you're, even if you had a, a 
not the best history with your dad and your dad's like, oh, I need a kidney, I mean, it'd be really hard to say no. Yeah, well, a kidney's one thing, but, like, <laughs> stolen money and stuff? Yeah. That, that's different levels of shadiness. Um, but, yeah, and then bit. she rejected his proposal, so I guess they weren't really... I mean, yeah. even when they were together, they weren't, they weren't doing very well yeah. in the real timeline. I mean, she she appeared to be a soulmate in the Flash Sideways. Yeah, but, but that, like for everyone else, that's yeah. getting what you wanted most in life that you didn't get in life. Which, obviously, you know, we've talked about it a bunch of times. Still, don't really get the Shannon Saeed thing, but <laughs> we pretty much talked that one to death. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but although he did get Nadia in real life. Yeah. I don't know if that really makes a difference to, <laughs> to our thinking, but whatever. All right. This uh, is an email from Paul in the Czech Republic. I remember this one. This was a good long email. Um, the time that we were talking about heaven and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. Dear that was Jacob's a good episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dear Jacob's Cabin, I have been a Lost fan for a good six years, but I only heard about your podcast in season six. It has been great. Thanks for bringing a new dimension to the whole show. Now I'm a Jacob's Cabin. Now I'm a Jacob's Cabin fan as well. I just got your May 29th broadcast on iTunes, and as usual, you had a lot of intelligent things to say. I was especially interested when you started comparing your responses based on your religious or non-religious perspectives. My wife and I are believers, but we invited a friend who is a strong atheist to join us when we watched the finale. He laughed at us, but that's because my wife was dressed as Mikhail, my uh, daughter was very pregnant Claire, and I was dressed as Gerald de Groot. I got some great goggles. <laughs> That's great. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you let your wife dress as Micaiah? <laughs> That's kind of weird, um, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> anyway, in your podcast, you started talking about marriage in heaven. According to the Bible, are we married in heaven or not? And it did a great job quoting Jesus, but Anna, there was more to say. Especially when Denise made the reasonable comment that if there's no marriage in heaven, it would be really, really sad. Have you ever read what C.S. Lewis wrote about that? Charlotte Staples Lewis's namesake. Yeah. <laughs> I have not actually read what he said about that. I haven't either. But Paul summarizes it here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hadn't read that part. C.S. Lewis wrote quite a few books, and I haven't read very many of them. Um, he remembered that when he was a little kid, he couldn't imagine anything more wonderful than a bar of chocolate. Then he got older, and he realized that the love of a woman could bring him into a totally new level of joy and wonder. Of course, if you said to little seven-year-old C.S. Lewis, hey, your chocolate is nothing compared to love, he would never have believed you. Years later, the chocolate is still great, but the more mature man is able to appreciate something else on a totally new level. In just the same way, when we get to heaven, there will be a new level of joy. It won't take away the joy we have in marriage, any more than marriage takes away the joy of chocolate, but God will take us to a new level, a dimension of love and wonder so much better that we can't imagine it now. We won't lose the joy we have had with our loved ones here. Our whole problem with imagining heaven is that we think we will lose the good stuff we've got on earth. We think of it as subtracting stuff until all that's left are white robes and clouds. <laughs> we don't have the capacity to understand what heaven will offer that will both preserve the happiness we found here but add stuff and take us somewhere totally beyond. That tells you about today's limited capacity to understand, not tomorrow's unlimited capacity to love and experience new joy. Now about Saeed, Shannon, and Nadia. I am still trying to get over my disappointment about Nadia. She was one of my favorite characters. We could argue about which relationship was more meaningful to Saeed. I suppose someone could convince me that Shannon was the right one for him, but I doubt it. But maybe the great light that they all go into in the last moments of the finale is a new dimension, where they experience something even greater than romance, something that doesn't cancel out the old, but includes it all on a grander level in the new. 
Denise, you really made me laugh when your answer to Anna's question, who does the woman with seven husbands get in heaven? Uh, Jerry Springer? <laughs> so yeah, the only solutions I can think of are weird. But if I knew what was waiting in heaven, if I knew what was even greater than romance, then I guess it wouldn't be very exciting or very heavenly. It would be something that could be comprehended by my finite and not very heavenly mind. If there is a heaven, we can bet that it beats the puny powers of my imagination. <laughs> It took me a while to really love the finale. Sure, I'm a person of faith, but I wanted a few dozen big mysteries explained. After all, I did dress as Gerald de Groot. <laughs> <laughs> After a rewatch, I became 100% convinced that the creators of the show did the right thing and made a beautiful ending to their show. Thanks for creating a podcast that lets the great experience linger even longer. Paul in the Czech Republic. That was an excellent explanation of what C.S. Lewis said. Yeah, yeah. That really... Um made a lot of sense to me and it's a great analogy yeah it really is it, i mean sometimes we just don't understand things until later till we're actually there so thank you paul we really appreciate that email and did he ever send us a picture of all of them dressed up together because i would love to see that <laughs> that would be cool should do that paul if you have pictures send one that'd be cool I want to see the wife dressed as Mikhail. Yeah. <laughs> Picturing a Dharma jumpsuit and a woman with an eye patch. It's <laughs> interesting. And then the daughter as pregnant Claire. <laughs> that could be fun. Um, okay. Next is from another Paul, but this is Paul in Oregon. Um, and he had, he'd emailed asking about um, the links to the songs in our podcast. And then he also has this um, comment about Star Trek uh, a Star Trek episode called The Alternative Factor. It's similar to a lot of the science with alternate dimensions and mythology, good versus evil on the island. The story is better than the acting. <laughs> In Star Trek, go figure. But it would explain why two objects, bunnies or people, can't meet or touch, matter versus antimatter, because they would annihilate everything in both dimensions. The island is the safety valve or passageway between them. Well, and he knew how to get your attention, huh? Yeah. Compare Just Lost and Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yep. As you're wearing a Star Trek shirt right now. Oh, I am. <laughs> what are the odds? Pretty good, actually. You have a few. I only have one Star Trek, don't I? Oh, no, I have two. <laughs> and I'm wearing the exact same tank top, just a different color, like I do all summer long. Uh, I'm not good at fashion. Have you ever heard that phrase, variety is the spice of life? Yeah, they're different colors. <laughs> uh... Okay, so... And it's 95 <laughs> degrees outside. That's what do you true. expect? Okay, but back to Paul's thing. Um, expanding a little bit on his Star Trek theory and then explaining it sort of in terms of Lost. Um, like, what would happen, I had asked, if both consciousnesses were aware of each other, like the two that can't touch. Um, he says, I guess now that Desmond seems like he is jumping between the two realities, though I don't know if his body is jumping or just his consciousness. I remember that Damon and Carlton said that everything, at least the two realities, and not how a person could be turned into a smoke monster, is based on scientific fact or theories, and not aliens or magic. I think, or hope, that this will be explained in the last episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Faraday's and Chuck, Dr. Chang's experiments with the bunnies, and the fact that they are physicists, seem to point to some sort of quantum mechanics or string theory concept of how time and space work. I remember some episode where Dr. Chang got freaked out when the two bunnies with the same number almost came into contact with one another. This would be really bad if one were matter and the other antimatter, just like the character in that Star Trek episode. The final similarity is that the Star Trek character, don't know if he was the matter or antimatter copy, knew there was a doorway between the two universes that acted as a safety valve between two. 
he agreed to go back in there, and he would keep his opposite inside so both universes could be protected, though it would mean being unable to ever leave again. This is sort of like the fact that for the world that they know to survive, as Woodmore told Desmond, Locke can't be allowed to leave the island. It also sounds like someone will have to stay to keep him on the island, and it seems like, though Desmond is the key to keeping Locke on the island, Jack, Locke's opposite, will be the one who has to stay. I think Jacob will somehow show Jack that his opposite, in the other reality, is a lot happier than he would be if he left the island, but for the others it will be interesting in which reality they end up. So, hmm. that's uh, Paul's theory. I like the whole matter-antimatter, you know, yeah. what would happen if these two things collided. Um, as far as keeping Locke, Man and Black on the island, didn't really have to happen. I mean, they just had to kill him. Yeah. And that kept him contained so that the world would be safe for everyone else. But I don't know if something like that could come into existence again. I have no clue whatsoever. I wish I'd taken more than one year of physics. <laughs> yeah, I think one year's enough. Yeah, in I, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Give me chemistry. There's fire. I like shooting rockets in physics class. That was fun. Well, part. rockets were one thing, and like making boats to go across a swimming pool. That was fun. Ooh. Yeah, we had to make boats out of cardboard and go across a swimming pool. Sitting Ma in a boat. Yeah. Oh, My boat cool. was awesome. I bet. Okay. Next email is from Dan. Going to keep this short, but why has no one else picked up on the idea that the sideways, so-called purgatory universe, is actually just another step on the path to a Buddhist kind of nirvana? As in, everything was real, in the years preceding and in the sideways. Everything was just another step towards or away from enlightenment. As Jacob said, it only ends once. Everything else is just progress. In our Losties case, it turns out they'd all already achieved enlightenment in their past life, but hadn't been able to fully realize it for some reason, which is instigated in the sideways universe, which is really just the next iteration of the loop. The ideas of iterations and loops have been explored in the show in depth, which would lend some kind of credence to this idea, surely. I'm kind of frustrated that this obvious explanation for season six hasn't been fully explored on any podcast I listen to. I really did think it was obvious, but it seems not. I guess, in a way, that's part of the genius of Lost. We can each take our own thing from it. Hmm. So. Um, it sounds like a pretty decent idea, really. Yeah, I just I mean, don't know that much about Buddhism. I don't really either. As far as everything being real, I mean, I, for one, tend to call the real timeline the real timeline. Yeah. Like, oh, this is real life, but I don't think that makes the afterlife any less real. Right. Like, in my opinion, it's all just as real. It's just kind of different stages. Yeah. Like Paul's email was saying, like, one stage you understand this much, and the other mm -hmm. stage you understand a lot more. You know, just like but, like your stages of life. You know, you have being a little kid. You have, you know, being like a school-age kid, being a grown-up. You know, it's all part of the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And it's all real. Can't remember being a baby, but it definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all real, and... Yeah, so I would, I would definitely agree with that. Alright, email from Sven. Hello, two characters I like a lot are Ben and Richard, and it's kind of funny to look at their relationship. We know that Ben is a very jealous and power-hungry person. He always tried to undermine Locke and killed him at the end. He turned against Jacob because he couldn't see him and killed him as well. He turned against Dharma and was always at odds with Widmore. What's strange is that since he was a child, he looked up to Richard and talked about him to Saeed when he was held captured. A few days later, Richard saved his life and later made him the leader. But even when he was the so-called leader, it's obvious that Richard was the true power player in the group. 
Ben, of course, knew that, and mentioned it to Jacob when he took his frustration out on Jacob. In his mind he did everything to serve the island and Jacob, and but got nothing in return, unlike Richard, who could walk up to him like he was Jacob. Yet we never see, saw him try to undermine Richard. To me it seems that Ben idolized Richard and saw him as a father figure. He hated his biological father and hated his time in Dharma. It's obvious from what we've seen that Ben, as a young child, um, waited to be accepted by Richard. I'm not so sure what Richard saw in Ben, but there was a good, um, a good scene when Ben refused to kill Alex and told Widmore to do it instead. Richard is in the background and had an interesting look, like he was proud of him standing up to his leader, hmm. kind of like a father being proud of his son. What do you think of their relationship? Well, it might be interesting to go back and watch that scene again. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the other interesting dynamic to it is that Richard sometimes seemed to almost undermine what Ben was doing. Didn't he? Kind of question him or... Um, I don't know. It, just, it was just strange. And um, the time when Locke came and was like, oh, Ben's taking me to see yeah. to see Jacob. Then he was more on his side, but then he took uh, that fo that folder to Sawyer with all the mm -hmm. information, or to Locke about Sawyer with the information like, oh, you know, he actually wants to kill this guy that we happen to be holding captive here. Your How father convenient. happens to be your father that you're supposed to kill. And hey, Sawyer will do the dirty work for you. So he he kind of undermines what Ben's doing, because it was pretty clear that Ben didn't actually think that Locke would kill his father and didn't really want him to. You know, didn't want to be challenged for leadership, I think, of the others. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think Ben maybe did look up to him in some ways, and the way he always talks about him, like, oh, he's my advisor. Yeah. He definitely saw him in that role, but sort of like... Well, he's an advisor, take it or leave it. I might yeah. not like his advice, well, I might not I mean, take maybe it. when he was younger he did see him more as a father figure, but that just kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, evolved from a father figure to, to an advisor. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just say how cool it was that in that group of emails we had England, Sweden, <laughs> and the Czech Republic? That's pretty cool. That is so awesome. Okay, blog comment. This is from after our previous episode. Hello, Anna and Denise. This is from Arturo. Love the cake. Nice design. We put that uh, picture yeah. of Beth's cake up on the blog, the Lost Island cake she made. It was pretty cool looking. After almost two months of being lost free, I finally rewatched the season finale and realized that this is indeed the best possible ending for the, show, for the best show ever. Just like the whole show, this ending left us with new questions, and this is what it's about. We cannot really explain life, so what should the sh why should the show have a different explanation, especially Lost? I came to terms with the ending. I didn't like it the first time I saw it back in May, because they didn't show who built the statue. <laughs> but I realized that we don't really need that specific answer about who built the stuff and how it works. It's all about the cycle, the new candidates, and the protection of the Cave of Light. The light that makes afterlife possible, I guess. I heard somewhere that they are planning on making a feature film Lost. Maybe just a spam rumor, but that could be very interesting. Oh, I don't think I want a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that it needs to stay how it is, you know. It I needs agree. to stay as the show, stay as, you know, the DVDs, the episodes, the extras, and, you know, appreciate for what it is. Don't try to make it further. Don't try to make a spin-off. Don't try to make a movie cuz it's never going to it's never going to capture what you want it to capture. Right. You I'd know? be afraid they wouldn't be able to get all the cast members back. Yeah. I mean, they were, like, begging people for the finale. I mean, like, the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they could do on-island stuff separate. They could do off-island stuff separate, but... It's just... I don't know. 
you know it lost doesn't feel like a movie thing. yeah let it let like, it be what it is yeah. don't try to go further because it's just not gonna be right even you know? with like the epic two-hour finales that are basically like a movie yeah. every year it still doesn't feel like although it'd be really cool to see it in the theater it just it wouldn't sit right it would but i just i just don't think it would be right i think it you know like i said we've had the ending we you know we've got the closure that we're going to get you have to just appreciate it for what it is i think also that if we got a movie i think something inside me would kind of doubt that what we were seeing in a movie would be canon yeah i'd be like yeah is this really what they wanted is this really how they'd explain that and i'd feel the same way i guess about a spin-off or yeah comic book series or anything else that would try to pick up and explain where it left off i'd be like yeah that's nice but not really and canon. you you lose so many people when you do a spin-off or or something like that you know mm-hmm. that is just it's it would just change the discussion exactly quite a lot so i don't know i, I definitely have mixed feelings about that all right last email this is from Carl in Jamestown, New York. Uh, oh, have you seen Toy Story 3? I have 3? not seen Toy Story 3 yet. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I want to rewatch <laughs> Toy Story 1 and 2 before seeing 3 because I haven't seen them in so long. I think this is vague enough that it won't be spoilery. Okay. I won't read the things he has in parentheses because he's saying, like, okay, certain characters in Toy Story 3, certain characters in Lost. Um, but he has here a great list of nine um, parallels, things that Toy Story 3 and Lost have in common, and both of them being endings. You know, Toy Story 3 sort of being an end to that trilogy. So, then this is not spoilery, people, so <laughs> don't worry. Um, oh, and he says that uh, parallels between Lost and Toy Story 3 is not something I've heard attempted on a podcast yet, and they are each occupying wallpaper space on my two monitors. <laughs> so, Lost, Toy Story. That's cool. Number one, they both feature a group of characters bonded together by amazing circumstances that fight to stay together for eternity. They both feature fights for leadership. They both have love interests. <laughs> and we, we all know the various Lost love name combos, of course. Jate and Skate and <laughs> Suliet. They both have ever-expanding universes. So we just keep learning a little bit more. You know, when the toys in Toy Story go out of the house, it's like, oh. Yeah. First it's like the arcade or the pizza place or whatever that was. I haven't seen those in a long time. I know. See, that's why I want to rewatch them before seeing the third one. Did they go to the neighbor's house first? I don't know. I, scary rem- I remember Sid. the scary kid outside and like the barbecue Sid. and stuff. There's a kid in junior high when I was in high school, and he looked just like that kid, except he was really nice. But we called him Sid. (laughs) Um, They both have someone who chooses people to be special. Uh, And this is just sort of general, like uh, Andy, the kid. I'm working really hard to not look at the email. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really not that spoilery. Um, The person, that person puts the characters through different scenarios to test their character. So will Woody defeat the evil Dr. Porkchop? (laughs) (laughs) just like the playing with the toys scenario they both have unexplained mysteries they both celebrate the characters at the end so you have a chance to say goodbye to them they both made me cry harder than when my three-year-old drops a popsicle on the floor (laughs) does he really like his floor I think I think he means the sun cries, not him. Oh, okay. I was like, man, you really like your floor. <laughs> I'm with it after 12 hours of work, let me tell sure. you. 
Um, so all this to say that I think Lost had all the classic elements of a great epic storytelling. The mythology was great to discuss, but in the end, it's the characters and community that I will miss. So, and he also says he would love to hear a discussion on the DVDs when they come out. Go Lost. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the DVDs. Are you buying the whole set? No, I'm just gonna have to buy season six. Like, it'd be really awesome to get them on Blu-ray or whatever, but I can't really justify rebuying the whole series. Yeah. I mean, maybe if someone... Sell them to a new Lostie? Hey, yeah. want to watch Lost? But at the same time, you know, like, I got... We got the first season... Oh, I, you got it for Christmas. Yeah, we got the first season from my brother for Christmas. And I think that was maybe our first Christmas that we were married. Oh. Maybe the second one. So, you know, it was kind of like one of our first joint presents and stuff. And, oh. and it was <laughs> so great. And I remember staying up on Christmas Eve that night and, you know finding out that Ethan wasn't on the plane and stuff, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so great. And then I got, like, no sleep going into Christmas Day, because I get so excited for Christmas that I can't really sleep anyways. <laughs> so why not watch Lost? Yeah, and I I was like, I'm gonna just watch one episode, and then I watched a whole disc. It's kind of how it goes. So, I, you know, it'd be great to have the whole special thing, but, I mean, what am I really gonna do with, like, the Senate game and stuff? Yeah. Because... Not like you're going to play it, most likely. Yeah, like, that stuff is really awesome, but we're both pack rats. My husband's a far worse pack rat. I'm worried he's going to end up on that show Hoarders. But, <laughs> you know, we probably don't need to add the extra stuff. Yeah. So that was a really long answer. Are you getting it? <laughs> uh, not planning to at the moment, just... Because I already have two sets of seasons one through five because I won some from yeah. Joe Opinionated, which was great. But now I have two sets and um, three sets of season five. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that what, like, doubles your DVD collection? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. But for me, more of like a money thing. Yeah. Because I'm looking for a job right now and I'm like... I can't really justify spending $150 on yeah. DVDs. You have to get a grown-up people job. Yes. If I get one by then, maybe I'll think about it. Anyone but, but who wants to hire Anna, she's a really good worker. <laughs> yes. Okay. And she likes maps. I do like maps. I'll be looking for a real people job next year, which is scary. I'm not ready for that, you know, despite the fact that I just turned 30. But, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, like, be someone's real nurse, not like their student nurse or their intern. I'll be, like, someone's actual nurse. That'd be great. Maybe someone who listens to the podcast will have you as their nurse someday. I know. That would be really crazy. I have actually told um, one of my patients about it before because mm. um, we had to, you know, we had to be there hanging out with the patient for a s decent amount of time. So I was like, okay, you find something to talk about, find something to talk about. <laughs> hmm, and, yeah, he, he was a big TV fan, and he mentioned that he likes Lost. And I was like, well... I was like, big fan right here. <laughs> and he actually, he'd never listened to a Lost podcast, but he knew what podcasts were. That's a good thing. So, you know, I was like, well, you should look us up. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, we have a couple voicemails okay. before we end. So um, the first one is from Miss Wright. Hi, Anna and Denise. This is Miss Wright in Texas calling. I wanted to leave you my two sentences. Describing loss, and I went and wrote it down to make sure they were actual sentences. So I'll read it to you now. Here you go. Lost is about a group of strangers that airplane crash on a mysterious island that go through many crazy adventures on the island. 
However, by going through them, they grow through repentance, forgiveness, and redemption. This show will surprise you and captivate you like no other TV show has done before. Just remember that it is at the core about the characters. Okay, that's my sentences, describing lost. Um, thank you girls so much for everything that you do and for your broadcast. And I wish you the best of luck in everything that you do in the future. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ms. Wright. That was really awesome and very long two sentences, but it is really hard to Lots sum it up. Lots to pack in there. <laughs> Lots of good adjectives and mm-hmm. things like redemption and forgiveness. Um, and and um, it doesn't give too much away. No. That's good. It's a good teaser for getting into Lost. And Ms. Wright also, um, she and I were discussing over email, there are a few podcasts that have started up after Lost and sort of podcast blogs, and I was saying, I don't even really know what's out there. Um, I don't either. I haven't really been paying that much attention, honestly, with everything that's been going on this summer. Um, yeah. So she uh, sent a few of these to me. Uh, one of them is her very own podcast that she's going to start soon. Right now it's just a blog. But I know she's going to try to get different guests to come on, so it's always different people coming in, different perspectives, and um, it's called um, Lost Mirror Moments, and uh, she has a blog, lostmirrormoments.wordpress.com, and I guess all her um, her contact information is there, and I know she has some polls up, sort of like, what do you think about this, or what should we do with the show, so um, that's pretty cool, and if you want to follow her on Twitter, it's lostmm premiere moments okay um it's a great you know concept with the whole mirroring thing and kind of um going back through lost in that respect and then she also um mentioned my lost moments knowing lost and she wasn't sure if that was going to be a podcast or just a blog and then after lost of course um has been making a really great effort to be just what their name is after Mm -hmm. lost podcast you know kind of going through the withdrawal and everything (laughs) of Lost being over. And then another thing that she mentioned was Island Con. Uh, this is, if you go on Twitter, it's Twitter slash, Twitter, Twitter.com slash Island Con. And uh, it appears that some people are trying to organize something like a Lost convention. And it may start small, who knows, um, but they're trying to get in touch with ABC and see what's going on and what it would take to pull off something like that. So, um, yeah, it sounds really awesome. I just, I hope it would be somewhere affordable to get to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That would be ideal for a lot of us. Um, but there really aren't any details at this point. But if you want to, you can just go to Twitter and look at Island Con or follow Island Con and just kind of see what's going on. I'm sure um, they'll keep it updated because they've been doing some little contests like Lost Art and stuff like that. So um, they're definitely uh, trying to trying to get that going so that's great there's all of this is making events. me miss the internet even more <laughs> i'm missing out on you have so to get much them to fix your internet oh it's driving me insane seriously over one whole week with no internet at home do you know what that does to someone like me <laughs> it's very bad at least you were gone a couple days i know but when i was gone i had the internet oh yeah. our hotel had the internet and, oh no internet I like I I go to the hospital all day for work and I go to lunch and I'm like internet on my iPod. Imagine what it'd be like if you lived on the island. You have to go to Mikhail's. Mikhail, can I borrow your dial-up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we have another voicemail, and this one is from Hispanic Chris. Okay. 
Hey Anna, hey Denise, this is Hispanic Chris. Uh, just wanted to call in uh, one last call. I I was uh, listening to your last podcast, and you were saying something about this maybe your last uh, podcast for Lost or or for Jacob's Cabin. So I kind of got really sad and and uh, just thought about how great I love your show and and was thinking maybe I should continue. You know, just do something. I don't know if you are going to do something on the side or something, but. Uh, I kind of got really sad, and, and I just thought I'd call in and welcome aside your out because just thinking about it. No, but really seriously, uh, where, where else? there's no other cabins out there. You know, I was looking on the podcasters, and I can't find any other cabins. You're the only cabin, so you gotta stay on, or at least talk. I'm still wondering what is Jacob's cabin anyway. I mean. How come they had to have a cabin in the first place? Why couldn't it have been like Jacob's Cave or Jacob's, you know, uh, Jacob's Tree or Jacob's something, you know, but a cabin? So I'm still worried about, I still, y'all could do like four or five shows on just trying to figure out why Jacob's Cabin, why did they make out out of wood? Why couldn't it be Jacob's Log Cabin? Why just Jacob's Cabin? Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then I, I guess, Anna, are you, I think you're reading some books or something. I need to find out where that is because I like to listen to that. I think you're really cool. And um, But uh, and as far as Lost, I mean, uh, I'll just give you a little thing. I, really, I, I liked the last episode. It was cool. And uh, the season was cool. But really, from the heart and mo most importantly, I just really wanted to say that I love bacon i just love i love that you love bacon Anna. that's so cool and i love everything about bacon i love the way there's crunchiness and i love the little curves that it makes the softness and the crunchy at the same time i love bacon and all kinds of things i don't know if you've ever been to uh what is it papacitos i don't know if they have that in indiana but uh, they make this bruschetta shrimp they take the shrimp and they they roll the bacon around it and they grill it and sometimes they put a little slice of jalapeno in there. Oh man, it's just—it's awesome. I love everything about bacon. Bacon cheeseburgers. Oh, that's like a great combination right there. And uh, and that ALT—what is it? The avocado, lettuce, tomato, bacon, or whatever. Oh man, whoever invented that—that's—that's that's awesome. That guy needs like a, a Nobel Peace Prize or something because. That's that's some awesome stuff. Bacon with with avocado? No, hombre, pone un tortilla. Forget about it. You know, I'm ready to go home with that. So uh, I just wanted to let you know how much I love bacon, just like you. That's why I want you to keep on the show, cause maybe y'all could just y'all don't even have to have like a podcast. Y'all can just talk to each other, like uh, maybe just record your conversation on the telephone. Like you call Anna or Anna calls Denise, and y'all talk about, hey, what are you doing? Oh, we're watching a movie. Oh, what's the movie about? And just talk about that. And there you go, 15 minutes on the show. There you go. So I just thought maybe that'd be cool. But anyway, just to, I wanted to call in and say thanks for everything, and I love your show. And if it's the last one, it's cool. I'll enjoy it. And uh, I'll try to find, uh, I'm sure it sounds like you might do some other things later down the road. So. Thanks a lot, guys. Love your show. Anna, Denise. Latest. Best last voicemail ever. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Thank you, Chris. You are totally awesome. Bacon comments were <laughs> great. Okay. Why we would need a cabin. I don't sleep outside <laughs> in a sleeping bag because there's bugs. <laughs> but like he was saying, why not a log cabin? 
Well, why not Jacob's tent? Why not like why not Jacob's stone cabin? Well, why not Jacob's mansion with internet? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have internet on the brain. Right? <laughs> but no, seriously, like I totally cannot sleep outside. I can't do tents. I can't do sleeping bags outside because there's spiders. And the last time someone tried to make me sleep in a tent, there was a really big spider. And I mean, he was like huge. And my mom's like, let's go camping for your 18th birthday. I'm like, hi, mom. Have you met me? I don't do camping. So we put up the tent. So if you crashed on the island, you wouldn't do so well. Huh? No, I wouldn't. She put up the tent and there's like this big old spider, like the size of that water glass, Ew. like crawling out. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to go sleep in my car. So I did. <laughs> Right. That was a really good story. But, um, yeah, so bacon with avocado sounds awesome. Lisa's writing down recipe I did. ideas. I wrote B-A-L-T, bacon, avocado, lettuce, tomato. But to go back to what he was saying about the cabin, <laughs> maybe it's hard to let go of Jacob's cabin because we're one of the only podcasts with a place name. Yeah. None of the other ones are places. They're well, like people. Black Rock is Black a Rock place is a shit, but it was already, it was already crashed. Yeah. You know, seasons and seasons. Like, from the beginning, it was already crashed. Like, so it wasn't as homey as Jacob's Cabin with what the painting of a dog. What if we had picked some of the other names? What were some of the other names we came up with? I don't even know. I'd have to go way, way back in the Facebook messages <laughs> if those even exist. I don't know if they would, but but um, Colin was worried. He's like, Jacob's Cabin is going to make it sound like it's a guy's show. Oh, I remember him and saying that. So, I don't know. We're going to check. But so bacon, shrimp, bruschetta stuff, huh? Mm. I don't, I don't like shrimp. Do we you don't like have, shrimp? Uh, I think, I don't know. Sometimes I don't like them because they look like they're almost alive still. Because there's they're so much of the, the shrimp cockroaches left there. of the ocean. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I did have bacon yesterday. Actually, we went to this place called Nick's, which has some of the best BLTs like ever. And we went there with. Alex audibly lost when he came to we film did. us. We <laughs> did! Alex knows all about Nick's BLTs. So anyways, they have like the best bacon because it's there's no grease somehow. And they load you up with like six or eight pieces of bacon. So it's like ginormous bacon sandwich with, you know, some lettuce and tomato and bread. You know, if you like that sort of thing, which I do. But <laughs> it was really good. So I was a pretty big fan. But... Let's see. So, Anna, you're going to have to work bacon in to the book somehow. And I will have to, I guess, work bacon into my cooking blog, which still only has the one entry because of my lack of internet. But I have stuff planned. Oh, so here are some of our <laughs> podcast name Whoa. ideas. Okay, this is this is a message <laughs> on Facebook from December 13th, 2008. Yep. Um... Jacob's Cabin, and I wrote weird, though, since I'm a girl. <laughs> Lost in Thought, The Looking Glass, Diary of a Smoke Monster, The Numbers Are Good, Apollo Bars. The Numbers Are Good? <laughs> what? New Otherton. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> I think we picked a good name in I the think end. we did, too. <laughs> And there was talk of, of doing, when, you know, before we ever started the podcast, there was talk of doing the podcast only in Spanish. Remember? We did? Yeah, we talked about that a long time ago, like when we were just kind of joking, like, oh, maybe we should do a, a oh, lost yeah. podcast all in Spanish, because oh, yeah, they don't have any of those. In <laughs> and, you know, our one attempt at that was, what, like 13 minutes? 
Wasn't it longer than that? Was I think, it like 20 minutes? I think it was maybe it was 20 minutes. It was effort. But we were kind of struggling not not knowing that vocab nearly as much. <laughs> yeah. Did you so listen to though. that one, Chris? Because you might laugh at us a little bit. But um, it was fun to do. It was just, oh, you yeah. know, a little bit more challenging. challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes you appreciate speaking in your native language. Like, oh, <laughs> we have bloopers, but at least we can say what we mean eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so you mentioned the book that I'm reading. Um, yes. My sort of continuing project that I've mentioned before is I started reading Our Mutual Friend chapter by chapter, releasing like, that as I an like audio book. I like your card up there. Oh, yes. I have all the... <laughs> the uh, there's four books within the book Our Mutual Friend, so the chapter counts up there, and there's quite a few chapters in the book, like over 60. I'm only... I've only done through chapter four so far, but I'm starting to get a hang of his sense of humor. Really? Yes. This chapter, I definitely got how he was making fun of the characters that he was describing, and I could kind of, I don't know, I felt like I was reading it a little bit differently, and maybe a little bit better, because there was this girl who was just ridiculous and in vain, and she's like, oh, but I don't, I can't believe you'd make me do this, da, da, da. <laughs> like, uh, That made me think of Bacon's strips and the dog's like, I can't believe it's not bacon. <laughs> oh, no. More bacon, yes. <laughs> I had bacon for dinner. Tonight. Oh, yeah, and you, you had din bacon for dinner yesterday. Uh-huh. So, yes. Chris, we are keeping up the bacon oh, tradition. I had bacon for dinner on Saturday, too. Ooh. We, uh, we went to this restaurant when we were out of town, and I had a sandwich. It was, like, it was grilled chicken and <laughs> brown sugar bacon. This now ends Jacob's Cabin. <laughs> Welcome to the food podcast. Yes. <laughs> and In Jacob's Cabin's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Jacob's Kitchen. Man, <laughs> if I hadn't already named my blog... But, um... And then people would be like, wait, you're Denise, you're not Jacob. Be like, <laughs> Talk well, about a misnomer. Yeah, I know, right? People would be so confused. <laughs> but anyways, it was like chicken, bacon, vegetables, and a honey lime vinaigrette. Wow. So, you should try that. And, and last year, I guess it was, I made Anna bacon candy for her birthday. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh, wow. I mm. can do a post on that. Here, guys, the most unhealthy thing I can possibly make. Bacon candy. <laughs> Denise is trying to kill me secretly. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, it was really good. It was kind of sticky like and messy. Brown but... sugar baked yeah. in the oven onto bacon. It's yeah. crispy. You could eat it just cold, just like, mm -hmm. oh, yum. I made it's a nice little salty. bag. I was like, here's your bag of bacon. You can eat it at work now. I did eat it at work. <laughs> Tried to make it last, but it was so good. It didn't last very long. <laughs> Well, is this the end? I don't want it to be the end, but we well, do, we are kind of yeah. out of stuff, really. But we do have plans to do a little goodbye thing in a couple weeks. I don't know if I'll get through it without crying a little bit. We'll keep it upbeat. Because, like, I'm sappy and stuff. We won't have time to cry. We'll be like, hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, hold on, this we, need, is that we need to hit pause because I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that was fake crying, not my laughing, which very much sound the same. But <laughs> well, I'm impressed we got an hour out of the feedback that we had left. Just want to thank everyone for all the feedback. Yeah, you guys are seriously awesome, and you've made the last two years totally great. Yes. And we could have never done it without you. Absolutely not. And now I might get all sad and like cry again. All right, so let's <laughs> look. I'm all tearing up now. Oh. Drink some water. <laughs> then I'll choke on it because I'm crying. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> Get the Dharma Kleenex. Oh no, <laughs> I sent them all to Miss Wendy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, Alright, so this is not the end end. 
because we'll do something in a couple weeks, something small to say goodbye, and we can do something whenever we want, because the feed's not going to absolutely die. We can do a podcast when the DVDs come out, we can do one on the encyclopedia, if we get more feedback, if we come up with topics we want to talk about, it doesn't have to be the end. Or we can just talk about bacon. We'll do a call with Chris, <laughs> be like, let's talk about bacon for an hour. All right. <laughs> there should have been more bacon and lost. We got one bacon reference this year. <laughs> Only just one, huh? Just the one. But that was a great one. It was. We had a good cheese reference. And we had green beans. Yep. Man. And we're talking about food Are again. you guys growing green beans again this summer? No, we're not growing anything because our house is for sale. Oh. Yeah. But where am I going to get all my green beans? Farmer's market. Remember what? when we went to the farmer's market thing last yeah. year? We got green beans. So. so one time I made Anna try a raw green bean. Because I think we told the story in the podcast. Before. I really I prefer my green beans raw. I it don't really like them cooked. Like grass. It Do tastes not like awesome. at home. <laughs> it tastes like you're eating grass. Like, oh I mowed the lawn, now let me shove a handful <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I'm a cow. <laughs> what is this eating raw green beans? I like your sound effects yeah, we have we have so many good random stories like that, and you know we wouldn't have them really without the podcast as That's much. That's true. That's true. We'd just be like work friends that yeah, maybe hung out occasionally outside of work, but not really. Yeah, and that would be sad, especially because you know with school and everything, we have to work completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So the only time we I never really see get, each other at work anymore. Yeah, I only get to see you for podcasting. That's true. Wow. And now you're gonna like be all graduating and. Move away, probably. And... You talk like Buffy. <laughs> I have, watched... have we been watching much Buffy lately? <laughs> well, actually, I haven't got to watch any in like a whole week now because I've been so busy. But yeah, I have watched like five seasons of Buffy this summer. And I've watched three. <laughs> so <laughs> Netflix is good. I'm enjoying Netflix. Thanks for giving me the free trial. Well, you know, I do what I can. I try to spread the Netflix love. Yeah. If only they would get more things on Netflix, like... And send you bacon in the mail. Yeah, I know it will never happen, but if they could put So You Think You Can Dance on Netflix, <laughs> which, according to Twitter today, because I got to check it on my lunch break, you can watch whole episodes of So You Think You Can Dance online now, and that is like winning the lottery. Okay. Because you just do Hopefully not... not like Hurley winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Where you watch it and bad things start happening to you. Yeah. You just do not understand my love for that show. I really don't. <laughs> it's so great. I have, like, some of the routines on my iPod, so I can, like, watch them anytime I want to. Wow. I'm a little bit obsessed. Just a little bit. It's cool. I, it's cool. Speaking of obsessed, I seriously cannot wait for that one nurse at work to come back after she's watched the end of season three mm. and come find me next week. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm so anti-spoiler, I'm not going to say anything, but I was just like, dude, you are so in for it. That's great. I don't think my mom's watched any further in season one lately, but she was out of town for like well, a week. So. But you know, you got her started. Yes. And that's what really counts. Yes. Hopefully the curiosity will keep her Oh, yeah. Going. Two of our friends, um, two of Colin's friends, they watched the first half of the pilot on Netflix and they got like 20 minutes in and they're like, oh, this is boring and turned it off. What? And I'm like, seriously? How... What's wrong with them? The pilot of Lost was one of the greatest things, like, ever. Drew me in automatically. And could I sound more like a valley girl now? (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, like, totally. (laughs) That was your fear for podcasting. Yeah. And now I'm just like, haha, valley girl, totally. Okay, let's not go out on a valley girl note. (laughs) Let's go out talking about bacon 
and and cheese cheese and find us on twitter still you know we should have had a jacob's cabin twitter name like bacon cheese (laughs) (laughs) oh wait that could be gross and weird you Mm. know bacon and cheese that's what we should have called it yeah but I'm on Twitter at EchoBase77, and I'm always watching, even if I'm not saying very much, I'm usually keeping tabs on what's going on. So feel free to talk, because I'll talk back, but, you yeah. know. I'm Sharp Cheddar on Twitter, and like I said, I have no internet right now, which is very sad, <laughs> but I try to check Twitter on my iPod <laughs> on my breaks <laughs> at work, which, you know, is like 15 minutes when I'm not shoveling food in my face. Hmm. But... I try to catch up. It's I've been kind of behind lately. But, oh my god, guys, I got to pet a penguin this weekend. <laughs> and it was, like, the greatest thing. <laughs> because I love penguins, and we were at the zoo. So I tweeted, like, from the zoo, from my phone. I was like, I just got to pet a penguin. And he was so cute. He was only, like, a little taller than this microphone. And his name Aww. was Filet. And he had his arms all out, and he was, like, squawking at people. And he was really cute. And you should see the little hand demonstration you just did of the flapping about. (laughs) He was adorable. Penguins are cute. I tried to keep him, but they're like, no, he has to stay at the zoo. And I'm like, whatever. But (laughs) I'm a little tired, can you tell? Because I'm very rambly. So maybe we should just say goodbye? All right. You guys are awesome. We love you. Yep. Thanks for listening. And check out our bloopers on the website, jacobscabinpodcast.com. And the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and the last 10 minutes of this podcast. But we didn't actually have any bloopers this time. Oh, this is a 108 minutes. Oh, there oh, you go. But we're going to miss the 108 because I have to put the music at the end. Oh. This almost would have been a 108 podcast. But. So close. You know. Oh, well. We got to talk do? about bacon and penguins. Yeah. So we win. And kind of lost related, but we have a new kitten and her name is Penny. Oh, and yeah. I think I think it was Glenn. Glenn. He made a really awesome picture with her. And instead of not Penny's boat, he wrote like <laughs> not Penny's fault because she is kind of a troublemaker. Oh, she's actually named after the Beatles song Penny Lane. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, there's Penny and Lost and Penny and Dr. Horrible sing along blog. Oh, so many pennies. Yeah. So Great. she's awesome. Great. Well, we're glad you have a new sometime. Kitty. I'll give her a little boat, and I'll be like, sorry, that's not Penny's boat. (laughs) Take it away from her? That is not Penny's boat. But then I'll give it back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. The music in this episode was provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check them out at music.podshow.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.